What's up? It's Sammy, the Spanish Takabara, and you, yes, you, right now, are listening to Can't Stop Talking About Wrestling, a Hector's Wrestling World production. Welcome, everyone, to episode five. It's me, Hector, and with Mark. Raymond's missing. He's stuck at um, NXT. Mark? Lucky guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Those are some good things too. Yeah, last week, I, I, every time I watched NXT, I, I looked up at the TV and Raymond was there. So let's see what kind of seats he has today. I feel like he's paid by WWE. And I, I, maybe he's like a little spy in our podcast. We got we to gotta <laughs> figure something out here. What's going yeah. on? He, he already sent us um, a picture that, I mean, it, it's probably ha- it happened already because it's 50 as we speak. The first match was a steel cage match. Not sure who. He just showed us that they were building the cage like at 750. But yeah. They built the cage, you know? Because they used to have it from the top, I guess, in that small venue. Not so much. Yeah. Um, We have a lot of results to go over. We had a lot of wrestling over the weekend. But before we get to that, um, there was some news that popped up the last two days, especially today. Uh, One of them was um, that Vince McMahon is back messing things around. He's they say he's more regular now, changing the creative part of Raw. So is that a good thing or bad thing? Oh man, um, <laughs> the funny thing is I'm a very I've always been a very big Vince, <coughs> excuse me, supporter. Um, because he's you know a very smart guy, but he always needed filters. That's why people have always when ragging on Vince Russo, it's like Russo gave the ideas, Vince McMahon filtered it, and they came to a lot of you know a lot of great things in the Attitude Era and whatnot. Even over the years with the Aggression Era, different random things. Don't get me wrong, Vince had some really wild ones like Katie Vick. I mean, no one's ever going to forget <laughs> that one. And for those that are listening that don't know who Katie Vick is, exactly. type in Katie Vick on YouTube, yes. and you're going to see one of the most bizarre things. Actually, let me one up you, uh, Vince and Shane McMahon versus Shawn Michaels and God. YouTube yes. that if you haven't seen that, that is some classic Vince. Yeah, research, now we, we they have to research Katie Vick and God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I, so, I mean, like, yeah, basically the things where Vince kind of went off the rails. Like nowadays, you know, again, Vince, what is he seventy-seven? Right, seventy-seven years old. About yeah. Wait, let's add a stub a stubborn seventy-seven. Right, doesn't want to go away. Um, you don't it, have to go away, but if you see something being done right, let it be. I'm yeah, I, I, I'm a Triple H guy. I wasn't always a Triple H guy, but if you see, so, I, I'm I'm like that. If I see something going right, leave it go. He's doing a great job. Yeah, he def- definitely has. But I mean, Raw for those what like six months that was just Triple H pretty much running the show was yeah. pretty damn good. And he'll say it himself, I mean, it's not just him. I guess he's doing what Vince is not doing. He's listening to everyone. Yeah, but he's got their own little pitches and stuff. And you yeah. could you could see it. You could see, even this past Monday on Raw, you could see the little sprinkles right. of type of stuff like Ricochet versus The Miz. I just felt that had Vince all over in terms of just this type of match and the setup and some of the other random like the backstage gets like the Seth Rollins and AJ stuff that was going on. Yeah. It just it, it just reeked of Vince. Yeah. Now, hi, I'm not even a Triple H. I'm a Jim Cornette guy. So everybody oh, yeah. can start booing and, you know, that's listening to the podcast. I would love for Jim Cornette to be running Monday Night Raw. Wow. God damn. You know. So, Corny, if you somehow listen to this podcast, you got a fan here. <laughs> uh, <what's going> <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting that one. I would have I took a JR guy or Paul Heyman guy. <laughs> oh, said, I like those guys, too. No, I know you like those guys, too, but the, the whole thing that the Jim Cornette came out of your mouth. It Old just, school, man. I love that stuff. There's no way to go to the next step. Anyway, um, this was last week, and we never talked about it. Nick Khan, just throwing things out there, saying that SmackDown, they're thinking about SmackDown going to three hours and moving Raw out of Monday into another day. I don't know where that's coming from. I guess you just got to throw gossip around and see what happens, especially with the new TV deals coming up. But I hope not. That, that's a bit out of left field. I mean, I always, I know he did an interview saying that they can move any show, any spot, depending on this, but Endeavor, if they need it elsewhere for the networks. That, that's, that's, you know, one thing. But SmackDown, the three hours, that, um, that would only work if they're going off of network television because Fox 
where they have like another year left in a deal, right? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I, I, so I, I, I'm sorry. I have an inside source, which I'm proud to say, on Fox, and they really don't want the <laughs> WWE. It's it's nice that they have it and they get their ratings, but they they're saying like it's hard to sell advertisement, and and it's just not worth the hassle. Wow, so they don't want it at all. Yeah, and that that's wow. one person that I know that that works in, inside there, but um, I'm, that's that's what they told me. Maybe if if someone else was in charge, maybe if you had like a wrestling fan, because this person is definitely not a wrestling fan. This person is just a Fox person, and they, for them, it's just a headache. Interesting. Yeah. That, that, I mean, I could see it because again, you're you're catering to a niche audience, so to speak. Right now, granted, there's always the casual people that know the Stone Cold Steve Austin's, the Hulk Hogan's that you know I might flip the channel and just stop because no, oh, it's wrestling. What's going on, you know? But I can understand because especially when it comes to advertisers, you know, especially kid friendly products and things like that, they mm-hmm. kind of shy away from. The bad world of wrestling, for some odd reason, yeah. you know. Um, but uh, uh, today it was announced that uh, Roman has ten upcoming appearances from now to SummerSlam. So at least we know we're going to see him a couple of times. He's not going nowhere to after SummerSlam. Ten between between from, and yeah. the from, from now. So I'm like, they count it as um, I think six SmackDowns. I think two house shows. And then I think Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. Something like that. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, a, a cool um, interview with um, MJF right after um, Double or Nothing. They asked him if he, if he was okay or upset, basically, not being the main, main event. And his response, I'm, I'm going to use my words. Um, he was totally fine with it because he said, who would want to wrestle in Moxie's blood and around um, Thumbtack? So... Yeah. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. He, said he, he basically oh. said he wasn't stupid. He, he knew exactly what he was doing. So. It still surprised me, though, that it did not go. I know we're going to go into the results real quick, but yeah. I'm still surprised that that was the main event. Yeah. But I guess now I understand why MJF is the boss. Um, besides Sammy and his lovely wife, uh, Alexa Bliss is expecting a baby, so I I didn't know that. that was, I was shocked about that. I thought she was injured, but I guess not. Yeah, definitely. Now it all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard crazy rumors about her. She had um maybe maybe some of it's true. Something she had like a uh, she had cancer, she had a, a serious injury, and now it's a baby. Would have that surgery to remove it. It's like like a skin. Like an issue with the skin or something, yeah, so like that. That's what I heard. You know, yeah. so that like a partial reason it wouldn't surprise me, but you know what? I mean, there's two sides to this coin with her. One, it's great, you know, for a personal perspective. You're with your husband, you're having a kid, you start a family. It's like Becky and Seth did. It's like so many others before and after will you know do. But the only negative is, again, this is from a business standpoint because now don't go um, with Bliss. I'm sure she can get some acting roles down the road, but she has very been very popular, yeah. very attractive woman, you know, multi-talented. Um, the window in pro wrestling is very small for women. Again, not trying to like make man, man, woman, you know, pit against each other, but just in general, um, it's like you've seen guys like Bobby Lashley go in almost 50 years old, still in peak condition, or whatever for women. And again, Trish Stratus came back now, but the wear and tear on the body affects women more, Correct. from what I've seen. You know, from you know, from the past. Um, so right now, this is Bliss's where she is on the card, very high up on the card. This is where she makes the money. So just like when Becky missed that time, I remember Jim Cornette. I'm going to bring Cornette up again. Was like <laughs> losing his mind about Becky getting pregnant right during like the peak of when she could be running with the show during. It was during COVID. So he had just done the Money in the Bank show. Oscar won, and Oscar ended up getting you know the championship because she cashed in because Becky was pregnant, all that stuff. So. A bliss could have been with Bray potentially coming back or some other storyline, but you know what? Sometimes it's more important about life than business. Exactly. All right, so I think it's time to go into results over the weekend. Uh, let's start off with um, Double or Nothing, AEW. Start off with the Hardys and undefeated Hook against the Gun Club and Ethan Page. 
for the control of Ethan Page's contract, and Hardy's and Hook win. I don't know where they're going with that story, but it happened, and those are your winners, and now Matt Hardy, basically, is in charge of Ethan Page's contract. So, yeah, I mean, the, what, to me, the payoff really is what they're going to do with Ethan Page out of this. You yeah. got a chance to make this guy into an actual likable baby face. He has the look. He's enjoyable to you know in the ring, and you know he can connect with the audience. He can talk. Um, just depends on what they can do from here. Got it. Um, battle the battle royal for Orange Cassidy's title, which was the international. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna get to that. The AEW <laughs> International Champion Championship title, whatever that is. Again, um, we had a lot of big wrestlers in there, like Swerve and Big. Keith Lee, Big Bill, and, but no matter what, your boy, Orange Cassidy, retains his title. Uh, I do we even have to talk about this? Just, just press. Well, let's go. Let's go straight. I, something that I think you would be proud of and happy with. Um, at the press conference after the the, the pay per view, some one of the reporters asked Cassidy, "Do you do you consider yourself as one of the best wrestlers?" He stood quiet for a couple of seconds and just said, nope. And that's wow. it. <laughs> An honest answer. <laughs> okay, you don't want to get wrong. Cassidy, the character, it's unique. It's different, you know what I mean? Which is always great to see in wrestling. It's just, I, I, I've seen, so I've seen people in indie shows that, that are, that are more entertaining. And this is me, the type of style I like, but I understand the appeal. It's just, there's so many people that could have won that title in that match that you could have, have some run with. I just don't feel that Cassidy can actually have some type of... No, he has good matches. I'm not I'm not taking anything away from it. Just it's an interest level for a, somebody who's a, not just a pro wrestling fan, but like an entertainment fan, like a overall pro wrestling fan. Just, yeah. I don't know. I just don't see it ever. Yeah. I, 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 well, when I first saw him, I, I, I didn't like him. I didn't. I don't like the whole thing of the hands in the pocket, and he could wrestle half of a match that way. Um, it's bad enough, with, which we need a whole episode just about this, of people calling wrestling fake. Mm-hmm. And especially like people that don't watch wrestling. So when they see something like that, they're like, this is why I don't watch it. And they, could, and they make it look bad when they should be watching different um, styles of wrestling. So just stuff like that just makes it look even more credible for, for those non-fans but for sure and i don't even think his thumb even goes all the way up i think there's something actually <laughs> wrong with his thumb <laughs> yeah I, i'm not gonna say he's growing on me but there are some matches i've seen lately that since he fights every week i'll be like oh wow that's a good match but besides yeah besides that yeah <laughs> but hey he's a he has the spotlight let him run with it let's go to a match that let me down and this is just my opinion. I, I thought it was going to be the match of the night, of the entire night. But it, it wasn't. Adam Cole versus Jericho. I felt like it dragged. I felt a lot of parts were sloppy. Um, anyway, the match ended with basically Adam Cole punching Jericho until he couldn't defend himself. And the ref just stopped it. We did have a brief appearance by Britt Baker, who beat up... Jericho hit him a couple of times with a candlestick. We had a early spotlight on Sabu with a nice chair fight with Jericho. But no need for Sabu, like we said in the past episode. And the fight just dragged. And it was a lot of moments that were sloppy. And hey, I say that in the most respectful way I could say it. Because they're doing stuff that really half the people that talk about wrestling can't do. But... Yeah, it just seemed a little sloppy, but my opinion only. Sorry. I you know I, I I do agree with you to a degree. I mean, you know the finish. I actually was fine with the finish. I know some people didn't like the finish. I think I was because again you're in a. I don't want to sound blood feud, but like really, you know what they did to Brit. Like you know, again, he's defending his his woman. Yes. You no, know, and you're you're in a fight. You're not, you know, well, I'm looking to hit my finisher just to get the one, two, three. No, he wants to literally beat the living crap out of Jericho. That was the perfect finish. I just think overall, as you said, it just dragged a little. Well, that, didn't have that like, long of a match. Like you said, you, you, you attacked my girl. I want to fight you. I didn't feel like that was a fight. 
I do. Like not to I I I I love AEW, but Cody mm-hmm. Cody versus Brock. They said you want to fight, you want to fight a whole bunch of times, and guess what? They fought. It was a fight. <laughs> this you attacked my girl. You you gave her a black eye. You hit her with a candlestick. You you handcuffed me and made me watch. I want to rip your head off, and I just didn't get that. But all right, I could okay. agree with you on that. I see, I see your point. <laughs> yeah, uh, FTR for the tag team. Well, the uh, tag team title match, FTR versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal with Briscoe being the special guest referee. And the best part was, uh, once again, was. Briscoe getting knocked out. Uh, a new ref comes running in. Kurt Angle's ex-wife. I'm going I'm to stick with the pass. Kurt Angle's ex-wife comes and hits the ref with a guitar. And we get a fuck you Karen chant. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part of the match for me, once again. I love FTR. They're one of my favorite tag teams. Just the match didn't do it for me. And, and I'm hearing from other people. They, um, they they felt the same way. A couple of the matches dragged until the Cargill match, the big surprise ending. But yeah, just a lot of the matches. I don't know if they were just trying to kill time. Just feel like it, it dragged when it shouldn't have. Get to the point. Just, but I don't know. I, it was it was a big letdown for me. I think this match, you know, it looked so good on paper and the build, and it just didn't really get to where it needed to be. Now, granted, Jeff Jarrett having the, the uh, FTR guys on the uh, Harwood and uh, Wheeler on the guitars, that was some good stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was definitely good. Some good old slap nuts action right there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right after yeah, that. It didn't, didn't hit the way it should have. No. We had a ladder match for the TNT Championship with Christian and Warlow. And... For some reason, Christian wrestled in black cargo pants and a sleeveless turtleneck. I'm not sure if his luggage got lost or that's his new outfit. I hope not. But a sleeveless turtleneck is something I've never seen before. I personally would never wear it. I don't don't think no no one should. But um, I've seen it on females. Not saying that it's just a female outfit, but it's just... I don't get it. Your neck is cold, but not your arms? I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if he was hiding something, or, or a scar, or he just thought it was a cool look. But, yeah. I'm getting to laugh right now. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, one part of the match, uh, Wolo forgot that he was almost 300 pounds, and jumps from one turnbuckle to the ladder, breaks the ladder, because the ladder couldn't hold his weight, and then decided to try to climb up the broken ladder to get the title. And the ref had to stop him. And basically, the, the, he, there was no way he was going to climb up that ladder. But I guess when you're in the mood and you, you're, you're stuck in the zone, you don't understand what's going on. And he just wanted to climb up a broken ladder. That, that can apply to a lot of different things, Hector. Not just <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> Probably, I know. <laughs> now, now. Um we're going to keep PG, I'm sorry. Yeah. sorry. No, no, we're not keeping it PG. I think I hit the little button that says that we might curse. But, no. um, but yeah. Um, Wolo keeps the title. I don't know what that... I don't know. I'm glad he kept the title because like, uh, you and Raymond said that he was going to lose it. and you, you guys saw Christian win it. I, I don't want to see Wolo losing the next title unless he's ready for the heavyweight title. So let him hold on to his belt for a little while. I mean, after seeing this match, I mean, now I understand why they gave it to Wardlow, but I think two really quick points I'm going to make, because I know we don't have all day here on, on, on here. we got to go through a lot of matches still. Yes. Um, one, Christian, the reason why I think he dressed in that uh, gear, let's call it that, um, to get booed, because Christian has a very good knack of being able to get booed and draw heat. And he did his part for this match from that perspective. So you think, um, you think, do you think fans will boo him just because he had a sleeveless turtleneck? He looked stupid. How could you not boo him? <laughs> like that—that's the thing. Like we could go into it a topic. I know we we were discussing in our our group chat, like separate away from the podcast, about what defines a heel. What well, all different we can get into down the road. Right. Like that—that's a perfect example. I mean, people are not agree, but to me, like you're dressing like that, you're looking stupid. I'm gonna boo you because you look stupid. 
I, I don't think I've ever recorded anybody getting booed because they look stupid. I've heard the chance you look you look stupid with Sheamus, but um not not not, not boo them because they, they what they're wearing. I, I do Orange Cassidy all the time, and he looks stupid every time. But anyway, <laughs> um, back to this match. Um, the one thing I will bring up, Lord Lovell did a lot more than he needed to do. This was more of like he was trying to, I guess, have like a coming out party, so to speak, with all the different crazy things he was doing. Yeah. But the problem is you're not going to – 90% that you're not going to remember. Like in a week from now, you're not going to remember majority of the spots, especially that swanton. You didn't need – you're 300 pounds. You don't need to be doing a swanton. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just you're going to – somebody like that can actually hurt themselves doing that. Um, You're basically saying everything that um MJF said after – the, the interview after the pay-per-view. he smart people. Yeah, he just said to, to wrestle smart, and that's what he does. He basically said, uh, open challenge is stupid. You, you're working too much by doing that. And he was like, and stop wrestling for the fans because the fans don't pay, don't sign their checks, basically, or pay them. So he was like, yeah, he was like, no one cares if you, you get hurt. No one cares if you do a somersault and break your neck. So... I will disagree a little bit, and that statement just again, that's how we go into in the future. But fans kind of do because if no one shows up to the shows, no one buys their gear, no one buys their merchandise, especially for those trying to get something signed. They say, I don't sign that. Um, if the people stop buying the stuff, where does the money come from? People don't watch, but will, they, but will they really stop? Because we've seen weeks of bad roar. And supposedly the ratings are down, but there's no really big change. People still buy merchandise. If you look at the arenas, like let's say for Raw, Raw was bad for a couple of weeks. Like every week was bad, 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 bad. And those arenas were sold out from from what we could see in the camera, at least. Well, I mean, the diehards always will, but you got the diehards, like use AEW as an example, your diehards aren't going to essentially pay all these. Advertise, you know, for advertising for all these big networks for Collision, you only have so many diehards. You're not gaining new fans. You know, you're not. Yeah, it's so so we can go into so much of this. Yeah, I, yeah, no, another... yeah. I always say like that. Like people don't give the, um, the respect that wrestling should get because those arenas, like I said, from the camera view, I'm sure there's a section that's not filled or whatever. Sometimes it's not, but it's always packed. Um, and if, if you go to a toy section, the wrestling section is always empty. But you never hear that wrestling has the hottest toy in the toy stores for Christmas or whatever. But you can't find them. So there's something going on there. But yeah. Anyway, let's move on to our next match, which was the women's title match with Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter, which we said before that she was hit, injured. And they went with the... She got attacked backstage. And short match. And we have a new women's champion with Tony Storm. I mean, considering the circumstances, it was the right call. You know, make it a quick match, get the attack, then down the road when Hater's good to go, you can circle back to it. I had no problem with that. Yep. I like it. All right, let's get that. Go right into the, the trio match. Well, we have the Acclaim, which was announced the Acclaim was going to be there against the House of Black. For some reason, Taz and Mike Tanay didn't know that. They missed the memo. Yeah, they were shocked when when House of Black came and they sat and asked the Black Malachi Black sat down and they were waiting for their opponents. Um, Mike today was like, "Let's see who's going to accept the challenge." And then when they acclaim came out, Taz was like, "Oh, this is great." Um, House of Black had no time to get ready. I knew about it. I had time to get ready. So I don't know what what information they got, but anyway, the um, the rap before the match was the best. Oh, good shit. <laughs> Where Buddy Murphy gets called a cuck. <laughs> Why his girl is with Dominic. I, I'm telling you, I have to I have to give the acclaim so much credit. They're good in the ring. Again, me commenting AEW, everyone hold on to your hats. Um, good in the ring. Caster is immensely talented. I mean, this guy, I don't know how the heck he's come up, comes up with some of this material, but he but he's spot on. I mean the little sub sub mentioning of Dominic, which was some good stuff there too. Um, yeah, man, I, I he claimed her to me are really over. I mean, Billy Gunn again, a nice, nice addition to it. But man, poor Buddy Murphy. 
Uh, let's go with um, what is it? The TBS champion, Jay Cargill versus Valkyrie. If I'm pronouncing that right, Maya Valkyrie. Ra- yeah, her too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jay Jay Cargill wins. She goes sixty and zero, and then what happens? I leave. I leave it to you. That's your girl. Stratlander, one of my favorites in the AEW women's division. Actually, one of my favorite female wrestlers, period, in wrestling today. Always said she had the look. Um, Again, very good in the ring. And seeing her come after the match, after not-so-smart Mark Sterling makes those comments. Yes. Yeah, that was a good setup. And Statlander got Cargill good, and now you kind of have the opportunity for Cargill to now probably take a break for a little bit, and I would assume come back as a, as a as a face down the road. I would think, right? Yeah, something like that. I mean, I don't I don't know where they go with that, but I I would assume she's going straight for Tony Storm. I would say I would say so. Get her onto the tracks for the AEW Women's Title. Well, the CBS title, Statlander should get a really good run with us. I'm happy for her. Well deserved. Yeah. Um, let's go into not the main event. The Four Pillars match with MJF defending his championship against Sammy, Darby, and Jungle Boy. It was a decent match. I would say maybe the my my, my best match of the night if you're looking for a wrestling match. Not a brawl. I agree. Okay. Well, MJF, as everyone expected, retained his championship. And he moves on to, I'm not sure where. Um, a reporter asked him if he's looking forward for the Forbidden Door. He said no. That he's not going to that. That, that basically, uh, All Japan is an independent wrestling company. And he has no interest of wrestling anybody there. Looking like a true heel. <laughs> and then we, and then we have our main event. Black Combat Club versus the Elite. I, I just want to point out that I'm one of the, really quick, one of the people, that, like those Facebook pages that post like the spoilers and stuff. Okay. They put BBC instead of BCC and I, I already lost their mind and I was like, <laughs> oh my God. I was like, people have not made this mistake more. I'm like, it took this long for somebody to make that mistake. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll say it was a crazy ending, though, for sure. I did not expect. Uh, well, how do you pronounce his last name? Do I say it the MJF way, or do I say it the right way? You can say it any way you want. Take a shitta, as uh, MJF called him. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's close enough. I mean, it, 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 I have to say the guy's name. It wasn't CM Punk, what I expected. And I text you guys, and um, hold on before I even go. Let's, let's take a pause for one second. All right, sorry about that. Yeah, um, I text you guys. I was like, just imagine the elites getting attacked. The match is over. They're getting their ass kicked, and the only person that comes to save them is CM Punk. That would have blew the roof. People wouldn't have known what to do with themselves. They would have forgotten about the bloodline. They would have forgotten about everything, and it would have been about why and how are the elite and CM Punk going to be together. Hector, two questions. Uh, number one, are you the president of the CM Punk fan club? No, I don't think there is a CM Punk fan club. I, well, I, I, I think I think whatever CM Punk fans have, they just it's cool just to wear a hoodie and stick to yourself and be straight edge, and that's it, and just don't acknowledge it. And complain. Um, <laughs> and my, my second question is, did you cry when CM Punk did not show up? No. <laughs> no, but I was in denial. All I saw was a... A pandemic mask, a ski mask, whatever you want to call it, and hair. And I was like, wow, CM Punk has long hair. But besides. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. It wasn't, it wasn't CM Punk. I just hope, as a CM Punk fan, I just hope we see him before Collision. I don't want it to be a surprise. But I'm tired of the CM Punk surprises. We all know he's going to be there in Chicago. So if we could see him before Chicago, it would be great. As I said in episode one, it's going to be Ace Steel making his appearance. Oh, my God. The crowd goes mild. Yeah. But no, it was a good match, though, in all-star. It, it was a very – it was better 
than I expected. Again, I'm very happy we didn't see a staple gun come out and have people's lips stapled to one another. Like that was very good. We <laughs> that. Uh, but no, I think it was well done. Um, the exploding super kick did not expect. I don't. I don't really know how to even react to that now. I was just a little surprised by the exploding yeah. super kick. And, and um, uh, the no shoes, no socks, slam on the attacks. Yeah, it was some good stuff. I have to, again. I have to give them credit. It was better than. Um, I, I don't want to say I was hating going into the match, but when I see those like type of anarchy type style matches. I have, I'm a little worried that it's through all blood, all violence, all and not actually any type of ring psychology or any type of real meaning behind the match. Um, but they definitely surprised me. I was very, again, very, very content and happy with how the match turned out. Oh, I also like that it was half wrestling match, half concert. I like the live music. Uh, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot interesting. Of, well, I'm sorry. What happened? Definitely an interesting addition. Yeah, sure. I liked it. A lot of people didn't. I was lo looking on the internet and everything. A lot of people complained about it. I I wasn't sure if they were complaining because the music, they didn't know who the band was, or they were complaining because they're just AEW haters. But I I like it. The band was called they they are called Violent Idols. I never heard of them. Supposedly they sing um Moxley's entrance, his old entrance. Okay. Um, yeah, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be wild thing. I'm like, I don't think wild thing was that. Yeah, no. Um, but it, the, it's like the, the, the entertainment effects here. Yeah, which I, they need. They, they need a little bit of something different, you know. And again, a lot of the, the hardcore wrestling fans that oh, you know, you don't need. Come on, it's, it's not just for that. That bring in other type of audience too. Like, let's try something different. You can't just stick the cookie cutter shit all the time. <laughs> And the only reason the music stopped was because the Young Bucks super kicked the lead singer. And he sold it well, and he stood down and he stood flat on the floor and I liked it. Always good celebrities able to sell properly. Yes, not like Machine Gun Kelly. I have, do you remember that? When I do. Kevin Owens powerballing off the stage. I, I, I hate Machine Gun Kelly for that. No matter what he does for the for the rest of his life, I'm going to hate him for that. And I know hate's a strong word, but yeah, I'm with Eminem. I hate Machine Gun Kelly. He was still better than Kevin Federline, you know. I don't know. I'm not even going back there. That's too far back. <laughs> we could do a whole episode on celebrity appearances on Monday. <laughs> yes, host era. Yeah. But yeah, it was good action. Action packed. It went back and forth. I'm happy with it. It was an overall solid show. Like I just no, general, I I, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give it to that. And I'm a big AEW guy. I'm not gonna give it to a solid show, but it it was good. It it, 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 it ended good. The best matches were the last two. If you take the, 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 the match, the match was good. The what? You claimed the match was good. Eh, okay. I don't know. Okay, fine. I'm trying, I'm trying to give you a bone here. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I I take the the ending of the the surprise ending of the women's match and the last two matches, and I'm okay. There goes my fifty bucks. I I, I have to blank out whatever happened before that. But let's move on. NXT Battleground, which was which I lost because I they started off with Tyler, Wes and. Um, Gacy, who I picked, but I lost. You guys were right. Well, no, I actually picked Tyler Bate. Uh, oh, that's right, you did. So only Raymond got it right. But he's not here, like, so too bad. I, I mean, Ray Raymond was right with Wesley. Um, I still don't understand the appeal, but it was a solid match. Although, so here's the last little thing. So my girlfriend was actually watching the, the NXT Battleground. I mean, I watched that live. Wait, 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 wait. Your girlfriend was watching it? Yes, I, I was actually able to convince her. Are we, um, are, we, are we allowed to say her name or are we just going to say girlfriend? We're good. Um, she may be embarrassed I mentioned her name. Fine, so we're just fine. Gonna... Keep, keep it as girlfriend. I'll, I'll take yeah. it. I want to try to keep her as my girlfriend. But, <laughs> but I thought she didn't like wrestling. Well, she don't but because I was one of the watchers. She was like, all right, let's, let's give it a shot. And this match she was not into whatsoever. Okay. Um, so the casual grade was a thumbs down because obviously I will we'll go, when we get to the match that she really enjoyed I will talk but she actually did enjoy one match okay good so, because that I, I want to have a, I mean not an entire episode but I do want to talk about how to introduce your partner into wrestling when they don't like it because you 
a relationship should be 50-50. Well, not always, but uh, you know what I'll I'm trying to say. I'll give you one compromise. Yeah, yeah, something like, hey, like this is what I like. You don't have to love it, but like a little bit. Well, mine was more or less, um, can you just watch me? I really want to see this. We'll watch whatever you want for the next like day. Oh, that makes you watch it in the notebook. <laughs> no, actually, Bad Teacher with Cameron Diaz and Jason Siegel. Oh, okay. So that's a win-win. Yeah, it was, I, I like the movie. Okay, good. That's good. All right, let's go to Daw and Dragon Lee. I have to say, um, Daw, that was probably my first match I've seen of him. And, oh, you and many others the same way. Okay, good. Because I, I felt like maybe I haven't been paying attention, and I don't know who he, where he came from. I saw him do his promo, I think, last week or two weeks ago, and I didn't know who he was, and it's my first time watching wrestle. It's okay. Um, I will forget about it. But, um, yeah. Dragon Lee, uh, same thing. I know he's been on the show a couple of times, but um, this, this is the first time I actually pay attention. And I, I, what I've heard was he's going to be the next Rey Mysterio. I didn't see that. Whenever they say that someone's the next of something, it never goes that according to plan. Well, this is way off though, because I don't, I didn't feel like he was. I'm gonna say he's this. not even built for that. Yeah, yeah, he's not built for it, and which is it's, that's why I was looking into it. He's not. I hope this is not taken the wrong way, but he wasn't the Mexican jumping bean. He wasn't like bouncing around and all that. So when you say you're the next Rey Mysterio, I'm expecting some crazy moves and. And just nonstop action, and he's not. He's he's maybe the same height or a little taller than Rey Mysterio. He's built like a brick house, and he doesn't move that fast. So I don't know why someone would say, or a few people would say, he's the next Rey Mysterio just because he wears a mask. That's silly. Stereotypical. But <laughs> I'll take a couple points first off. Um, luckily, you're Spanish, Hector, so you can say Mexican jumping. Mean if I would have said. <laughs> Um, I would be thrown off a cliff and canceled. Um, they'd have to find a new person, a new co-host for the, uh, the podcast. Um, but I think Dragon Lee, I think what people mean by next Ray Mysterio is he could possibly have that marketability that Mysterio has had. This is very hard to find. Like, obviously you have like the Lucha Brothers who are amazing wrestlers in AEW. Yeah. They do crazy, crazy things that I've never seen. No one's ever seen but they're not like you're not gonna have their stuff flying off the shelves. No one's going to the to like a, a wrestling store. I want a Ray Phoenix mask or a Penta L Zero. So, I mean, there's so few, but Ray Mysterio got the kids, the adults, everybody marketability. I think that's what they mean for Dragon Lee because he doesn't move the same, but he also so smarter. I don't like Dragon Lee. I I like Dragon Lee for a, another reason. I'll jump into it real quick. But um, Ray Phoenix, if he comes to WWE and is like guided by Rey Mysterio, you don't think he becomes the next hot thing and fans are going crazy for his merchandise? Ray Phoenix is way, way too, um, what's what's the word? Like more of a, like a daredevil. It's just that, that injury risk is so, I don't doubt he would ever sign him yeah. unless he really calmed down his, what okay. he did. And that takes away the appeal of Ray Phoenix. Gotcha. He has to own it down. Yeah. Um, and just, to, I'm going to circle back real quick. Noam Dar, by the way. Yeah. NXT UK stuff was really good okay um, i knew what i was expecting coming into this and his partnership so i don't know if there's one bringing um disregard that um his partnership with alicia fox was actually some really good stuff and i don't know if there's some type of weird thing now all of a sudden he's now partnered with lash ledge the legend and was it jacara jackson i believe her name is um i think so yeah yeah so it's, it's very, very interesting they always have the pair noam dar with a female counterpart. So I'm intrigued to see. But I'm sorry, I, I had to go circle back. I no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. I felt it was very important to go because he's a very good worker and very, very entertaining. So him with his Heritage Cup, which now is years that he's had this thing, it seems like. No, no, that's, so. that's fine. Um, I was going to say something about um, Dragon Lee, but I mean, that it would have went to a whole different topic. So we're going to skip that and save that for another episode. Um, <laughs> let's go to um, Creed Brothers. And Gallows, um, any thoughts of that? Well, to me, it was just a well wrestled match. Um, kind of went the way I kind of expected it, I guess. If yep. you want to, you, you know, you were right. 
Yeah, it, it it was meant to just be a good match on a solid card. Not you know put, put Gallus more in the limelight. Show the Creeds will probably be on the main roster in a matter of six months or so. Just give everybody a nice little taste of what you can see possibly in the future on the main roster between both teams because I'm sure Gallus will be there too. Yeah. We have a new women's NXT champion, Tiffany Stratton. We, we both, all three of us picked that. Mm-hmm. Um, main event? Wait, 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 oh. wait. You can't go into the main event. You have to go to the, the match of the night. What oh are you my God. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. I have it written down here, and I just went right over it. Unbelievable! The you one, see this the one that no they get no respect at all. Little Rodney Dangerfield for our, our I guess because we, we talked about the girlfriend and we talked about because I I knew where you were going with it. I felt like we talked about it because this is the one match she actually liked. <laughs> exactly. So you know what? Take it, Mark. So again, like me, obviously, uh, me talking up the match, you know, to get her to like really be into it was, you know, definitely helped the cause, but. Again, from beginning to end, it was hard hitting. The one thing that got her was it looked very realistic. Right. Some of the shots that the forearms Dijak was getting from Dragon All, the shots with the kendo stick, and you're seeing Dragon skin the way it's being pierced by the kendo stick. Yeah. But back and forth, you tell these are two guys that actually hated each other in this match. Yeah. And, and she was into it like, oh my god, well, she was like, like cringing. Because some of the shots that these guys were taking. And that, to me, like if you're trying to get a casual to be interested in the wrestling, there you go. That's a match right there. And again, this isn't just because I was looking forward to the match. Like it actually was the best match on the card. Right. You're right. Yeah. I would say if you were going to introduce a girl into a wrestling match, definitely the Rhea and Charlotte match at WrestleMania. Definitely. But I. Definitely agree with you on that. That was a heck of a match. Yeah. It, it, there were some spots that you can't say. You can't use the F word. It was just like, it is what it is. And then when you see the bruises after the match, you're like, yeah, you see? I told you. There you go. <laughs> no, it's true. I, I, that was her reaction. I mean, Grant, obviously, she wasn't, you know, going, oh, my God, nuts, 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 cheering, cheering, cheering. But it had her attention, and she was into it, which is all you can ask when your girlfriend actually is willing to watch wrestling with you. <laughs> <laughs> But overall, it was great. The finish was good. Even though I was a little surprised that after how much Dijak took it to Dragunov, that it just took that one leaping form into the chair to get the win. Yeah. But if you look at the impact, I was like, all right, I can actually see it. You know, knocking the guy out, you know, made sense. They, they, they probably got the same sign that we're getting to wrap it up. So that's why. Yeah. Yeah, and it fast. So let's just try to go through um, the main event was um, mm-hmm. Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes. For the NXT Championship, any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I kind of figured Carmelo was going to retain. Yeah, you know that you said it. Yeah, it, it was a good match. You know, I mean, again, it wasn't you know best NXT title match of all time, but it was a good match, and I think we are going to get Braun and Trick or something of the sort. We're going to get something. You know what? What happened this past? Uh, well, I'm sure Raymond wants to report from NXT uh, tonight. I'm sure there'll be some developments <laughs> for Brock Baker from that. Yeah. No, it was a good, it was a good match. Yeah. Did what I, had to do. I, I did bad with the whole entire show. I got one match correct. So I had to go back to the drawing board and do some research on NXT. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Let's move on to Raw. And I think we're done. Raw started off with Seth. And I have to say, let's forget. He's the new World Heavyweight Champion. But I guess we could forget about calling him the heavyweight champion and let's call him the people's champion. Because he came out through the audience, through the crowd, like Old Time Shield. Everyone singing his song and it just seemed perfect for him being the new people's champion. Yeah, I'm definitely, actually, that one lady that got that selfie as he was going. Oh, that was posing for her. That was perfect. Right? <laughs> that was perfect. You're like, all right, that's a man of the people right there. Yeah. Um, AJ comes out. Um, they, AJ Styles comes out, they shake hands, they give each other respect, Judgment Day comes out, challenges them, that gets approved, and that becomes your main event. Uh, we go back, uh, after that we have Trish Stratus, with a nice bruise on her chin. Yeah, that was and, a shiner. And that had to be bad, because you know there's makeup on that. So, there was makeup on top of that, and it still looked bad. So imagine how it looks without makeup. 
But once again, I think she is so bad on the microphone. But uh, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, look at her. Oh yeah. Okay. Don't let her, then you know what? Give give her a poor Heyman then. <laughs> you could just look at her. Trish was always better on the microphone. I don't know what. What, what I guess she's no, trying too hard. No, to she be. wasn't. No, she wasn't. She she's never had a good moment on the microphone. Everything I that she, she she had a lot of acting parts backstage. And I mean, when she she barked like a dog really well. I remember that. And, no. she, and she probably rehearsed that a hundred times. Anyway, she had like two lines. Wolf, wolf. I mean, anyway. Did them well. <laughs> Ronda and Beza are our new women's tag team champions. Congratulations. Kind of expected. Yeah. Uh, Money in the Bank qualifying match. Well, who qualified for the Money in the Bank? We have Nakamura and Ricochet. Ugh. You yeah, so that means Bronson Reed and The Miz are not going to be in Money in the Bank. I don't understand. Well, Ricochet and Miz, that was just... I don't know. I think that was a Vince call because neither one should be in Money in the Bank. Again, Ricochet, the reason why being in Money in the Bank, you do all the crazy spots, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, get some highlight reel. Everybody goes, holy shit, holy shit. You know, let's laugh it off, everyone. It's the England crowd, you know. Yeah. But Nakamura beating – again, Nakamura, I see, I'm happy he's getting a well-deserved push now into like more of the main event scene where he should be because he had a probably a bad year or so where he kind of just fluttered and yep. didn't really do anything. But, man, beating Bronson Reed clean? Mm-hmm. Come this on. Is what, this is what I was like saying. Because I remember in the last podcast, Raymond wanted Bronson Reed to be the first opponent for Seth. Um, I don't think it's it's his time yet. I think he's going to have like this big push and be a monster in WWE. I just don't think it's time right now. To leave him where he's at right now, and eventually he'll come out of nowhere. Do you know who Reed reminds me of? Who? Earthquake. Okay. He's got that that same empowering and like devastating and just scary yeah. look. That remember you remember Earthquake and Hogan? Like, yeah, yeah. Flying in the crowd, Earthquake squashed Hogan. I was gonna say like, I, I can see Bronson Reed being a, a top, I don't know, heel or whatever. But right now he needs some experience, get get some action in, then let him get I don't know disappear for a month or something, and then come back as a crazy monster like a Bobby Lashley and just destroying people. But right now he just needs the experience. And I think Money in the Bank right now, which I guess it's not his time. Um, I got to learn this guy's name because I guess my age is showing because I really like him. Um, J.D. McDonough. 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 Got a little Irish flavor on it. J.D. McDonough. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's so much. Damn Because that's what Irish is not coming out of me. <laughs> <laughs> he destroyed Ziggler, which I... I don't know what's going on with Ziggler. And well, deep down, that has to kill Ziggler because Ziggler is an awesome wrestler. And I'm not talking about WWE wrestling. I'm talking about real wrestling, Matt wrestling. Like, he could probably beat half the people backstage. He could put them in submissions that they'll be begging to get out. So when they, they tell him that he has to yep. lose to all of these guys. Oh, you're breaking up. You there? Uh, breaking oh, up yeah you were yeah so yes i am oh there you go okay i'm back okay yep. you were saying no i was saying so i mean again ziggler can't you know, all american at kent state yes. you know heck of a wrestler but at this point the guy's making probably over a million dollars a year um to- let, let me stop you real quick because there was a thing about budget cuts and blah blah, blah. if what what was released is true it had like people's um, payroll or whatever. It has Ziggler making four million. So that definitely is over a million dollars a year. Yeah, I yeah. was accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, that's four million for a guy that's hardly on TV, and when he is on TV, he just gets squashed. So I mean, I, I'm sure he's used in other capacities, help train guys and stuff. I would. I, I hope would so. Think I hope so because if not, then when there's budget cuts, I'm, 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 I'm if I'm him, I'm worried. Unless you have like that security, like they're not gonna let me go because they don't want me to go to AEW. But I don't know if that. I could him joining his brother in AEW if that were the case. Yeah, but I don't know if that matters anymore. Do they really care? Like, oh, we're not gonna let this guy go because if we let him go, AEW is gonna get him and it's gonna hurt us. 
I don't know if they care about that anymore right now. But. I think they realized that AEW couldn't book themselves out of a, out of a wet paper bag. So yeah. um, before it was like we're not really releasing anybody because they're gonna jump ship. Now it's like good luck. Yeah. Are you right? Um, let's go. We're almost done. All right. Cody Rhodes offers an open challenge to Brock Lesnar to fight anywhere. He said he's going to post a schedule, which I'm sure wrestling fans are going to love that. He's going to post his full schedule on social media so Brock Lesnar can see where he's at and show up whenever he wants and accept the open challenge match. So, we'll see what happens okay. with that. And then, I mean, or, yeah. I, I knew we were getting Brock and uh, Cody 3, mm-hmm. but I don't know. You know, uh, let's see where it goes. Yep. And then we had our main event, Styles and Seth Rollins versus Judgment Day, which was re- represented by... Finn Balor and Damian Priest with the winners, Styles and Seth Rollins. A good match. Went back and forth. Nothing special. It had its moments. It's forgotten. Callback. Did you see the callback with uh, when Seth Rollins put his arm around Mommy? Yes. Who was looking very good, by the way. <laughs> um, his arm around her, and they had the, uh, the little Shawn Michaels Molina moment from many years ago. Yes, they did. Which I, It's sad because uh, so much wrestling... And it was kind of a letdown in certain parts, and that was probably the highlight of the match for me. Yeah, that's yeah, that sounds about right because yeah. the match was okay. Yeah, I'm saying it's okay. It happened. It's done. It's forgotten. We're moving on to whoever's the next opponent for Seth Rollins, and that's it. Um, now we find out what's going to happen on SmackDown one one thousand day of Roman Reigns as champion. But besides that, for everyone that's listening to us, if you're still listening to us, thank you so much. This is probably our longest episode as we're going into 52 minutes. So we're sorry for talking a lot. It just, there was a lot of wrestling over the week, if you know. And thank you so much for your support. Mark, any shout outs? Anything? Listen, I'm just happy everybody's you know enjoying the show. I mean, we're always looking to take uh, suggestions on people on topics and things like that people want us to talk about. We have so much we could talk about. We don't obviously don't want to be on here for three four hours because no one wants to listen to a three four hour podcast unless you're the Jim Cornette experience. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cornette's great. Um, and see that there you go. That, that's a shout out. Yeah. Um. Thanks again, everybody, to listening. I mean, we, we love and we love talking about wrestling, and obviously we can't stop talking about wrestling. You know, name. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thanks a lot, everyone. Yep, that's it. Then I'll give a shout out to um, HK Restaurant on East Tremont. They have Taco Tuesdays, two dollars a taco. I had it today; it was awesome. And that is my shout out, Taco Tuesdays at HK. Besides that, well. have a great day, guys. Great week. See you guys soon. Good.